Favorite piece of topping? Mushrooms. Favorite word? I'm supposed to be rapid. I don't have one. Well, what word comes to mind? Well, it was a phrase. It was what up, though, which is not true. <laughs> Favorite vegetable? You're not rapid at all. You're oh, my God. Me. Okay, wait a minute. Favorite vegetable? Mushrooms again? So irritated with you. <laughs> Me too. I think I like rapid fire two choices better. Guys, this was supposed to be rapid fire where you go really, really fast. You don't have to explain nothing and to nobody. I'm just saying we're going to end it because it was okay, okay. rapid. Okay, okay. Tr try again. All right. Okay. Biggest pet peeve? Lion. Dang it. I'm the one messing up. <laughs> <laughs> Tongue on it. Shout out to Isolation Games. <laughs> What's All up, right. guys? <laughs> Welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. Me and, as you see, me and Jay are over here trying to entertain ourselves um, in the midst of the quarantine. Welcome to another episode, our first official quarantine episode, Jay. Did you say welcome? Yeah. No. Oh, thank you. Oh, you mean to you officially? No. Uh, I'm Lisa A. Smith, the founder of the Black Health Academy, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Gifford with Jay. Welcome to the podcast, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> I thought you meant in general. Okay, we're about to get serious for a second. Okay, so we, um, the world is up in arms, as everyone knows, um, and before we get goofy, as we always do, Jay, let's just take a quick moment of silence for everyone who's been impacted by Corona, um, to all of our healthcare workers and our hourly workers who are keeping the world spinning for us, who's risking their lives above and beyond what we're doing. Um, and so let's just take a moment of silence for that. Okay, so... Um, this is history in the making that we're all living through. And, um, on this episode, we know, we want to talk a little bit about, you know, our revelations of what living through a pandemic means, um, and how this is the impacts of it outside of the obvious health and economic impacts, mm -hmm. um, with, Everything that's going on right now, you know, one of the scariest things to me, Jay, is I was I was thinking I was like, wow, you know, distancing versus isolation mm -hmm. and what it can mean overall for the world mm -hmm. with everyone now being forced to being isolated, mm -hmm. you know, for health reasons and what impact that will have on the mental health status of the world. Mm hmm. Because that was already a thing. Loneliness was already an issue. Mm -hmm. So, like, for you, how are you coping with the intentional isolation, having to work from home, um, you know, not being able to go out and do things like we enjoy? How has it been for you? I'm slowly dying. <laughs> <laughs> no need to sugarcoat it. I don't know if it's going to help me or hurt me, but... It's, it's almost worth risking it. I'm, I told you, I'm ready to risk it all in a minute. Like, you know what? Everybody meet me somewhere because the bar not even open. Like, <laughs> meet everybody meet me at a random, come, on, come over my, I don't know. Jay, I feel there's the exact no, same There's way. no options. You can't even say. Uh, there's no options. It's, kill, it's, it's really killing me. And I, I've tried to 
think of positive things like, you know, these are champagne problems, not real problems. You can't go, you can't go out and you can't, but it's, you know, it's champagne problems. Yes, but it's my problem. And they're For sure. Real. Yeah, no, so. <laughs> they are real and you're allowed to have them. Right. You know what I mean? That all that stuff about, oh, you know, things, somebody has it where he's worse than you or somebody wish yeah. they had what you had right now. Like I get it and I can appreciate that and be grateful at the same time that I'm being a baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. I am having yeah, the like same my issues. My feelings are pretty valid. I'm a social person. I like to be around people. I like new experiences. I like events. I, you know, I like to be around my family. Yes. So, yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. Right. And so um, we know the impact, the economic impact is coming and it's hitting hard, you know, with people being out of jobs and and we know, you know, and business is having to shut down. And then the, the health impact of, is obvious. We don't even know what the final numbers are going to be about, you know, how many people perish because of this virus. Um, but besides those two things, though, like the amount of time we're spending alone, I really think about people who are already having, you know, mental and emotional health issues and the impact that that has on or even people who like don't want to go around their grandparents or their parents because they're mm -hmm. older and they're like, I might be a carrier. Mm -hmm. I don't want. So, you know, it's a whole trend with people visiting their elderly loved ones through glass and all of that and just the thought the last thing we needed more of is to be isolated you know just from a social and emotional health standpoint and so that's one of the things that I think about uh the most and so I, I'm hoping you guys are out there are finding a way to make the best of your time in this forced quarantine forced isolation we know there's about a bunch of jokes and memes going around about people having to be forced to yeah. spend time with their husband their wives their children and mm -hmm. that's driving them crazy um, but those of you who are single too, um, and you know, live alone and you know, it, it can be heavy. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine. Mm -hmm. So shout out to everybody that's trying to make it work. That's going online. I think everybody's online now going live. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, doing videos, doing zoom sharing. So I think it's a beautiful thing. Everybody's homeschooling. Uh, so I really, really, really like what you doing for the kids for school. They, they're sending their teachers, send them. Their work. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, they okay. send them their work. Cool. And they do it and, you know, they go on a laptop and they both have a laptop and they just do their work. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's good. Pretty seamless. That's Pretty what's up. Seamless. I actually, last time we were at TIFF, I meant to ask her because I knew Tyler was already in homeschool. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking like, dang, she's not even really impacted by it. That's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I know there's a lot of that going on. I love seeing, I saw one um, woman post about, um, she turned her house into a school mm -hmm. and she was like, I'm the teacher, I'm the principal, yeah. I'm the lunch lady, I'm the nurse. Right. <laughs> and she uh, had a list of their school day and it was like, wake up, breakfast, snack, exercise, uh, housework, schoolwork. It was really cool. I um, saw that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I love the creativity with um, keeping our children's uh, brains active and everybody still stimulated, especially with our children of color. Make sure you guys already know um, if they go to a predominantly um, black school, then more than likely their curriculum is already subpar to some of the other schools in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. So make sure now that we have the opportunity to pour into our kids in our own way, that we're doing that, um, that we're teaching them um, at a level that will be conducive and competitive to non-people of color. And so this is a great opportunity to kind of think about what kind of curriculums you could build out for your children to make sure they're staying above board. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny because when, you know, my nephew, he, I mean, super decorated when he graduated. He was the class president, National Honor Society, and he just went to Michigan State. And I was asking him, you know, did he feel kind of like he was up to par with, because what is Uh, it, like 80%, something like that, 80 or 90% white? Yeah. But he said no. He said no. He felt in, inadequate as he far felt as behind. What, yeah, academically. As, yeah, and he is extremely, extremely into his academics. So, but he but, said, you, but remember, just like we said with um when we went to Portland, Oregon, we can only go as far as our environment yeah. gives us. So he he was extremely into academic. Right. He did excel with those textbooks. He excelled with those teachers yeah. and what they could offer him in high school. So he was always limited. He yeah. always had a ceiling. Yep. You know um, what I'm saying? Unless he went above and beyond his own time. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's something. Yeah, it's sad, but yeah, he, but you know, some people just they get there and they like, oh, this is what and they adapt, which is him. But the fact that you even had to bridge that gap, it's just it's crazy. It's it's mad crazy. Um, I remember, matter of fact, many um, it was maybe a year or two ago. I actually interviewed. Did you listen to that interview? I interviewed a woman who was, um, she coached parents into getting them into higher education. And she she rattled off all the statistics of black children um, who are applying to go to university and things like that, like the percentage that actually apply, the percentage that get in, the percentage that actually graduate, which is much smaller than the percentage that gets in. Mm -hmm. Um, And then specifically with regard to Ivy League uh, schools. And it was staggering. And she talked about... um, them um, not being financially prepared and that parents reach out to her when the kids are senior in high school, not realizing they should have reached out to her when their kids were ninth graders. Mm -hmm. And now they're trying to rush and falling over themselves to apply for scholarships and things like this. And she was just talking about partial, the partial reason why our kids um, really don't have much representation in these Ivy league schools is because in we're number one money, but number two, we we never our aptitude. We don't even have the um, ability to excel from an aptitude level because our curriculum and what we're being taught doesn't even match hmm. what our competitors are being taught and how far their academics go, the extracurriculars they have access to, and um, you know everything from learning another language to learning an instrument all the way to what's really being taught as far as civics, economics, uh, accounting, you know, statistics, like all of the stuff. It's just a total different ball game in those communities. Wow. Yeah. It was yeah, it was staggering. Deep. Yeah. It was a staggering interview and I was and it made me really sad. <laughs> Cuz it's like some of us try really hard as parents. Yeah, yeah, like you said it's a ceiling. It's a ceiling and it, we don't even know the, that the ceiling is even there. Exactly. Because when you Especially reach, if your kid is really smart. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly like Morgan, that's my daughter and yep. she is extremely naturally yep. smart. It's not, you know, because she studies a lot it just is but how much more could she know how much further could she go if we had access to some of the things yeah that we don't even realize we should have access Access to to. yep yeah because somebody is gifted you know as quentin and morgan but see the difference when the difference between quentin and morgan is quentin is not naturally he's um he's gifted in his um ability to dominate 
um, with his goals or execute on his goals. So he studies. Mm. He's not naturally smart. Mm. He is one of those people who makes himself smart mm. because he's determined. Which is almost, I don't want to pit them against each other, but that's almost better. It is better. And I told Morgan that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to insult Morgan. No, 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 absolutely. I said, because at the end of the day, the person who has drive, anybody can be smart. Way ahead of the game. It's way ahead of the Absolutely. game. Oh, no, you're not. So, no, that's real. I don't yeah. care how. Yeah, it's great that you can go into a classroom and as soon as you see a problem, you'll have figured out why everybody else scrambles around. But how far is that really going to get you? Not that far. Not that far. Because you, you begin, to, and, and that happens often enough, and you fool yourself into thinking you got You're this. superior. Yeah. And no, yeah. no, no. So, yeah. yeah. Real talk. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. It's a sad thing. So I hope we're taking this quarantine time um, as an opportunity to really test our students. Like it, like how can you go online and find, you know, some, some quizlets and some tests and really have your kids sit down and say, okay, if you're a fifth grader, you should be able to do this test. This is Mm -hmm. what, you know, the world says you should know. And are they Mm -hmm. passing it? Like, Mm -hmm. can they do it? No, no. Maybe we need to revisit some of this stuff. So Interesting stuff. Interesting times. Um, great opportunity for us all. Uh, uh, Jay, I was um, talking to a, uh, before we go on, because we're about to get, get into some stuff. You got to wait what? You know I got to wait what? Okay. All right. You Let's get into I it. I got, a- hey, get the people what they want. Wait what? Wait what? Wait what? Ain't nothing funny. It yeah. is funny because everybody loves wait what, Jay? But you know what my wait was going to be. Don't smile at me like that. No, I don't. Let me t- oh, you forgot Oh, you about that to get petty? Yes. Oh, tell you nobody in the mood for no petty wait what. We in quarantine and corona going on. Exactly. And that's exactly why I'm sharing this wait Oh, uh, you, you you already out of line. <laughs> you already out of line. Listen. First of all. Don't try to cut off my wait what. I'm just going to tell people what it is. Wait what is. It's always one new listener at least. Oh. God willing. Hey, y'all. Wait what is our segment where we identify something we saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what? what? So. Oh, God. Don't inter. We don't interrupt each other's wait what. You right. start doing that. You right. Nope. You right. So, about two weeks ago, was it? Tiff, Lisa, and I. Had a, a meeting, and Lisa has this big gigantic. No, as a matter of fact, two days or the day before that, you came over and had this big, ginormous, like box of gum. Pretty much, I love gum. Lisa loves gum. She was nice enough to give me about what three pieces of it, and she left herself about ninety-seven pieces. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Following day, Tiff, Lisa, and I. We have business meeting. We go out to eat. I ask for a piece of gum. Lisa politely declines. <laughs> I said, I can't have it. You have a big, ignorant pack of gum. She said, I just gave you some gum like two days ago, and you should still have it. I said, I chewed all the gum. It was only a few pieces, and I don't have my gum like you do. I eat the whole piece. So she pretty much throws this gum at me. <laughs> And then so Tiff like, oh, well, let me, you know, let me take a shot at the gum. So now she's mad at me and Tiff, right? Fast forward to today where loved ones are clinging together. Oh, my God. Where, you know, she comes over. I make us tea. You know, we, we, we're eating our, our nice vegan, uh, what did you have, like a burrito? I had like some, some, I don't know what I had in a salad. 
And you know, everything's going good. We're watching videos. And so Lisa's like, okay, let's start the podcast. And grabs herself a piece of gum. I said, oh, would you grab me one? She said, absolutely not. Right? <laughs> I said, excuse me? I said, I can't get one piece of gum? She said, no. And I don't feel bad about it. And don't be looking at me like that. I said, so I can't get one piece one piece of gum. I said, please. Now, now at this point, I'm being nice. I'm like, can, Lisa, can I please have a piece of gum? Now, keep in mind, this is, she probably down to like 79 pieces of gum at this time. I said, Lisa, so you really not? She said, no, Jay. I have this big furry blanket over me. And I said, she said, well, if you want a piece of gum so bad, then go get it yourself. I said, Lisa, I'm wrapped up in this big furry blanket. We're about to start the podcast. I don't want to like mess up the cover. <laughs> and she says, I can't believe how much this is crap. And she looks me dead in my eyeballs, like right in my retinas <laughs> <laughs> and says, I don't care if you want it, go get it. If you not, I'm about to hit play. I said, go on ahead then. In the history of Wait What's, and I need everybody who's on my side to write in, this was the wackest one ever. Stingy with 100 pieces of gum? First of all, the pack only had 35. You adding another 55, 60 pieces of gum is Look, disrespectful. This is why it's a Wait What's. We are in a pandemic right now. We're supposed to be... We're supposed to be preserving. Preserving. I can't even get a, a piece of gum. Who won't share a 35 pack of, of gum? I am her. She is me. Mm, Let me tell mm, you something. Mm, Let me tell mm. you something. I have every right to be as stingy as I want with my pack of gum. You want to know why? Why? Because I share everything with you. I don't care. I, you ought to. I have every... I don't feel in the slightest bit ashamed because your disrespectful behind took three or four pieces of gum that, that one day, and then the next day later had to take three. I said, Jay, I just gave you. How did you just eat three or four pieces of sticks of gum? You said, I ate them all. Like you a child. Who was that? Bryson that, that spit out the gum every time? No, Tiffany of... actually said you're the child for eating half in your gum in the first place. Who eats a half a stick of gum? Who eats a whole stick of gum? It's too much in your mouth at one time. Anybody uh, who eats a whole stick of gum is a savage. You're a child. <laughs> So a whole either savage. way, either way, I can't believe you tried to tell on me on a podcast. I share. Yeah. I will give let you. Us know. Let us know if that's ridiculous or not. They, We're not even supposed to be going out to the store to get. So she comes here, and you gonna take somebody's three or four something? You ought to be ashamed of your dog. No, you ought to be ashamed, y'all. Let us know because I feel you spoiled. Give you my time, my friendship. I give you money. Whoa. I done gave you years of my life. I done gave you everything. I done everything, gave you my and now you want my gum, girl. That whack weight. What? Get that nonsense out of here. Of course it's whack because you're the one who not. It was horrible. Gum. It wasn't nothing. Wait or what about that? I don't care. I want to tell everybody. I mean, it may <laughs> not, not have been. That's why I call it what it is. It may not have been a wait what, but it was a wait what to me, and I think the people should know the con and, the content and. of your character. <laughs> now and what makes it so crazy is i did i finally gave in and said if you want one go get one the real way what is that your fat lazy self decided to sit there and say not nah, i'm not getting out of my snuggly blanket that happened and i'm not ashamed chunky you chunky shut up move on oh oh you are a kid <laughs> 
You are a kid. Shout out to everybody that's listening. Listen, these countries is coming in hard and fast. So the majority of our listeners, Jay, come from the U.S., but we also have listeners in the United Kingdom, Japan, Russia, Sweden, Canada, Spain, Morocco, Netherlands, and Vietnam. And that's just in the past seven days. And then shout out to some of the cities in the U.S. I just want to shout out some cities because I was like, come through, y'all. Detroit, Charlotte. Sicklerville, Durham, San Diego, Oak Park, Orlando, Houston, Southfield, Taylor, Minneapolis, Atlanta, Mesquite, Berkeley, Miami, Flint, Chicago, Redford, Somerville, Philly, Phoenix, Everett, Jonesboro, Moscow, Kansas City, Newark, East Lansing, St. Mary's, Gainesville, Omaha, Walnut, Stockbridge. I can go on and on. So shout out to everybody that's listening um, all around the world. We really, really, really appreciate it. Super dope. Thank us. Yeah. Thank you for keeping us on air. And then SoundCloud, Jay, introduced this new feature where you can see how many listens you've had since you started your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is the moment after thanking the liter- listeners that I like to yell at them. Um, our all-time listens, and we've been doing this how many years did you say, Jay? I think about five. We've been recording together maybe about five, and then I did a little bit on my own. I don't know how long that was. But in According to SoundCloud, and I think these are just SoundCloud numbers, we've only had 53,000 listens in that time. And I like just to say, y'all out of line. (laughs) Everybody that's listening right now, I demand you go listen to another episode. You ain't got none but time and opportunity. So during this quarantine, me and Jay ought to see our numbers spike. Anything you want to add to that lecture? Yeah, tell people about the podcast, share the podcast, you know, let people know that this podcast exists. You know, it's really organic the way we even, you know, got the followers that we do have. There were no, there was no promotion, no ads or anything like that. So basically the people who have listened started listening because they liked the content, came back and then, you know, the word kind of spread naturally. So if you do like the podcast, you know, do us a favor and share it to some people. Tell it to some people, you know, so that they can like it too. Yeah, I'm they probably nicer. started listening when we had bad, better nicer than she is. Oh, yeah. and share, share your love and share your love, my my friends. Wow, they probably started listening when we had better weight. What's they probably done dwindled off since you've been slanging that nonsense. <sighs> Let's play a little game called. <laughs> I do want to play a game. Okay. So we gave a moment of silence. We've respected the Rona. Okay. But I do want to play a little game called, when did you know the Rona was real? Okay. Okay. Now in this game, we're going to recite the things that made us realize that this, it was a problem. Cause I think like you said earlier, Jay, at first, most of us were kind of like, yeah, 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 you're going to pass through so we can get back to everyday life. And mm-hmm. it, is, it is now since set in that this might be a real long term. Thing. Mm-hmm. So, my question to you is: When did you know the Rona was real? So, I knew that the Rona was real when I got straight told off by my sister Taj. <laughs> now, she had been, you know, my niece turned was having her thirtieth. She had, and she was the one throwing it or whatever. And she had been asking me, you know, should she have it? Should she throw it? And I'm like. Yeah, of course, you know, like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? And she was like, you know, they starting to shut stuff down, blah, 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 blah. I was like, we'll know it's real if we ride past Olive Garden and Red Lobster and it's still packed. Like, you know, the world may be shutting down, but black people still out here. Right. Right. <laughs> so I'm making a joke out of it. So a few days later, she's like, I'm not having it. And, and she was like, you know, it's getting serious, this, this, and that. I'm like, okay. So a few days after that, um, she texted me. 
And this is when it got real. This is Taj, your sister who texted you? Yeah. Okay. She said, are you staying six feet from everyone? I said, no. Right? (laughs) Just no. That was the sentence. Okay. She said, why not? I said, I feel safe. She said, wow. And then I sent her two crying laughing faces. Relax. Uh She said, unreal. You think they are saying that for no reason? You are too unbothered for me. And I sent her this face like, you know, this emoji like, oops, I'm using sanitizer though. Right? Uh Uh-huh. She said, highly contagious. It spreads through spit, droplets, and air. That's why they say six feet. Wipe everything down. So serious. Young, healthy people are dying, not just old and sick. I said, I know. She said, and normal-looking people are spreading it. I said, there's only a few cases in Michigan. She said, it's way more than that. Just no test for it. Don't debate. Just be extra zealous. I put this up. Lies, right? (laughs) She said, sigh. Your job is breaking the CD. So she just kept hammering. By the time she was done, I felt so stupid. (laughs) <laughs> like that, and the fact that she didn't give up, on she didn't give up. Coming back, like, I'm not playing with you. When she said your job is making breaking the CDC guidelines by not keeping y'all apart, your job is putting you at risk. You need to be more serious. I said okay. So now, she mind said you, your job is breaking the law. Yeah, that line got me kind of like, like Jay. Listen to what she's saying. Like no your job is putting you at risk. Yeah, you should be six feet apart. You should not be sitting so close to people. They are not doing... And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And and then she proceeds to cuss my job out. <laughs> <laughs> they dumb, A, putting y'all at risk for no good reason, and you let them. I said, all right. I'm going to work on trying to work. And it was in that moment. And it was in that moment. That we knew the Rona was real. That I knew the Rona was real. I knew the Rona was real when you know I can't stand a dirty car. Mm-hmm. So I got to go to the car wash, right? Mm-hmm. So I go to the car wash two days ago, right? Now, you know, I go to Jack's. And so you had an option of going through the regular drive-thru car wash or getting the whole thing hand-washed or whatever. They shut that part down. You got to go through the drive-thru. No problem, right? Now, Jack's car wash is membership-based. So I pay a monthly membership for the car wash. That's how serious I am about car washes. So so when you go through Jack's car wash, they tell you right on the screen, like, you are not obligated to tip. Like we pay our people good. Don't we, we accept tips, but no pressure at all. But I always tip. I always tip. Right. So I come out the the thing. They still are drying your car off with hand towels. They still Mm -hmm. doing that part. Right. So I usually wait till they almost done um, drying the car off. And then, you know, I roll my window down a little bit to hand them some money. I got my money out. I rolled the window down, hand it back, (laughs) hand it to her. Why the lady stepped back away from the car and shook her head no. And I rolled my window back up and they wiped the water off and was like, take care. Wow. That's when I knew the That's Rona was real. That's when you knew the Rona was real. They ain't taking no tips. No parts. They said, no, keep your money. Wow. We good. Keep it moving. I said, wow. One less threat to my life. Period. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, then even the school shutdown wasn't like a big indicator. For you? Okay. They're panicking. Like, they're panicking. It's not that deep. They're just, you know, being, you know, being cautious. You got another one? Mm, No, not really. Okay. I got a couple more. Oh, you know what? One thing, because my sister is, my other sister is a nurse. Um. She done worked through everything. She's been a nurse for over 20 years. Okay. You know, every every outbreak she's worked through. When she stopped going to work, I said, oh, no, it's real. 
That's when you knew the Rona was real. Uh, she ain't never done that. Never. So she specifically stopped going to work because of the Rona. Yeah. But she went back. Not yet. <gasps> wow. Can you do that? No. She's like, they trying to make me come back. <laughs> yeah. They need you. <laughs> they talking about they want some proof. Yeah. They need you. To come wow. Back She's so scared. She came over today to drop something off. First of all, this is funny. I ordered something from China before this all happened. Uh-huh. And she said, oh, I got a package for you. Because she came to pick up. It's so funny. She's so paranoid that she was like, you know, if anyone's going to the grocery store, let me know. So I went to Trader Joe's today. And I texted her. And I got her stuff. She cashed at me the money. Like, yeah. yeah. She only want to go. Because she has a four-year-old or whatever. But. So when she came over, she got on sunglasses. A scarf wrapped around her nose and mouth. And gloves on. Now. I know y'all going to say, yes, yes, protect yourself. Right. But really, you're getting out of your car to just ha- for me to hand you a bag and going back to your car. You're not even coming in. What are you doing? So then, <laughs> uh, I done lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? When you knew the Rona was real? Hey, I was going to say something else about it. Oh, so then she's like, oh, I got a package for you. She, she, uh, I was like, oh, my package came. She said, yeah, from China. I said, oh, my God. What she said, it's been sitting in my garage for a week. <laughs> <laughs> she said, it's been sitting in my garage, basically quarant- My package was quarantined. You doggone right. It came from that place, that one place. I was like, wow. It's they, been, yeah, it's problematic. Yeah. And she looked mad that I had it sent to her house. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> All right, you, 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 go ahead. I knew the want Rona was real. When I lost six speaking gigs back to back in a span of less than 48 hours. And here's something I realized too. The very first speaking gig that emailed me to cancel mm-hmm. was the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Right? They emailed me like, we'll no longer be having, having Veg Week um, in April. And um, so, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> you won't be speaking, sis, right? What I'm really trying to say is. What I'm really trying to say is, you out of work. And they emailed me early on. So I thought it was a little premature. I'm like, dang, they canceling. Okay. But then what happened, Jay, is all my other speaking gigs that canceled under that were, like, smaller than well mm-hmm. not they, they i won't call them smaller but it, u of them sounds like a big name you yeah. get what i'm saying so tell me if i'm going too far with this revelation but what i was thinking about was how the big entities the non-black entities mm-hmm. right know the impact and the massiveness of something before we do on a local level, but not just on a local level, but even on a black level. So U of them got word from the top and basically the bad news had to trickle down to us. Mm. So the last, you know, couple speaking gigs that I got canceled was like local black women only conferences for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that big one knew mm-hmm. before we did. And it made me think about how we always are getting things secondhand and later. What if it's not getting it secondhand? It's just that they don't have as much to lose for canceling. 
You know what I mean? Because a lot of those conferences, you know, the black women and things like that, there's, there's not a lot of people who have backed that. There's only probably a couple of people and there's a lot to lose for that one person or two people versus you of them. It's like they have millions, they can afford that. So the black people, they may have known, but they were like trying to, you know, kind of wait. I don't think they know. I think it's us following suit of what bigger thing people do. I don't, I don't think, yes, you're right in that, you know, U of M has thousands of students on campus, but that's not why they can't, they canceled because they got word first. Like the information is not spread equally mm-hmm. across the continuum. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we follow suit into what the bigger places do. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't think it was like, I, I, I knew when U of M knew, but I only got a hundred people coming. They got thousands coming. I don't think that's it. No, I don't mean the number of people that's coming. I mean, the, I mean the number of people that could be impacted. No, I, I'm talking about dollar wise. They can afford to cancel their thing where if I like say, for instance, oh, I money. was doing a show, I will be more hesitant because I'm going to, I'm one person. Like I've invested like in the it. loss so I'm going to take is going to be more impactful. Right. So I'm going to try to hold on and see, maybe I can have it. Maybe I can have it. Maybe I can have it, you know, until I just can't have it. No. Yeah. I do think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that's true that the, you're saying the economic loss would hit different. Yeah. Hmm. Either way, I was irritated. Either way. Either way. So, but friend. that's when I knew the Rona was real. When U of M and five others <laughs> canceled speaking engagements. I also knew the Rona was real when um, Tom Hanks and his wife got it and that senator got it. I said, oh. Yeah, Tom Hanks and his wife made it real. Celebrity Caucasians? Yeah. This is a real problem. Y'all can't, A-list? y'all can't protect y'all celebrity Caucasians? The Rona is real. Yeah, the Rona is real, real. That's when I saw yeah. that, I yeah. was like, oh. Absolutely. It's real, yeah. Absolutely. I knew the Rona was real when my niece, who is a socializing junkie, said okay i'm not having my party i said dang the rona Rona is real real. the rona is real because she tried to hang on for dear life Mm. oh listen you know i listen to my um new york times podcast every day i was listening they were interviewing a grocer in new york and he was talking about how insane it was at the grocery store he's like i'm working like 17 20 hours a day i'm exhausted he was like right now when i'm talking to you I'm shaking. I don't know if you can see it, but I'm shaking from exhaustion. Um, and he's like, people are just in here like trying to get food and they're scrambling. And he's like, all of my employees are overworked, blah, blah, blah. But this is when I knew the Rona is real. He said, we out of meat and eggs. But were they out of milk though? That's how you know the Rona <laughs> real. When they, cause you know, milk don't run now. They've been impregnate. I mean, you know, cows for, for that, centuries. But that meat and the any animal products basically is my point. You're right. Dairy. Eggs or meat, Jay. In the history of your life, not never. Exactly, not never. Not never. That's matter of fact. That's one of my sticking points when I'm on stage. When I'm trying to convince people to stop eating the meat, I say, "Have you ever known them ever anywhere? Have you ever went anywhere and they've been out of chicken wings? They've ever been out of steak? How is it possible for them to keep a 365 day supply of?" meat and dairy to every single grocery store, restaurant, bodega, corner store, takeout spot in the world. Nobody's ever out of meat or dairy. Do you know what has to be going Mm. on in the background for them never to be out? Mm, mm, mm. 
But when that Rona hit, that Rona hit way different. That Rona hit different. Yeah. They out. Yeah, speaking of Rona. When they run out of meat, it, it's a problem. It's definitely a problem. The 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 fast food. Shall we address? Please. Shall we? Please. People, my good people, my Black Health Academy people, if you so shall listen to this podcast right now, <laughs> I want you to get your pens and pads out and write this down. I shall not. Repeat after me. I shall not pull up in Nan. And I say Nan. Spell it right now. N-A-N. Just at 1A. Drive through and get Nan piece. That's your second Nan. Because I mean it. Do not put yourself at double risk. Can I call it double risk? I was going to say quadruple. You being nice. <laughs> we, we're, we're isolating for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Quarantining for a reason. When you go to a restaurant with the, that spittle coming out their mouth, <laughs> that's, that's what's coming out. That's what's coming out. Not the spittle. It is. When they talk and when they, you know, they may be sneezing, they may be. No, but I got to get this, this photo for photo. I, don't interrupt me. I gotta get this hot and ready. <laughs> what? Look, I have a point, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> when you go through those drafts, you are exposing yourself to whoever they've exposed themselves to. It doesn't just stop there. Because when we think about the fast food restaurant, we think about, oh, you know, they work here. It's only a couple of people in there. But then those couple of people are exposed to whoever is at their house and we don't even know if they're even isolating themselves or not so you're putting yourself at risk for what you say a four for four a hot and ready it's not worth it guys please cook your food please cook i mean please if you don't want to cook right now just go grab some frozen vegetables you know what i mean michael i don't know what you need to do Mm -hmm. but you do not need to be in anyone's drive-through and why and why i say double risk my friends because you are now eating the fast food you had no business eating in the first place, which is why we are all tired of people in our community having hypertension, diabetes, you know, inflammation, chronic this, chronic that, headaches, you know, migraines, uh, back pain, joint pain, fatigue, yep. you know, loss of memory. Yep. And it's just, it's for, from food like that, this is not essential. This is not essential. All of the things that they have open, they say are essential, but they lie. That's not essential. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all. My point is, somebody lied. Go ahead. And you fell straight forward. And you felt, please, I'm But, but drive home that exposed. immune point for a minute because we are so busy trying to protect ourselves from the outside in. They running out of masks. We need hand sanitizers. Wash your hands. Stay six feet away. That's protecting yourself from the outside in. But you have to be very intentional about protecting yourself from the inside out. When you're eating all of this fast, processed, preserved, sugar-loaded, salt-loaded, synthetic carcinogens, Mm. what you're doing is opening the gates for the virus to get in. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how much hand sanitizer you use. It doesn't matter how many times you wash. You are now compromised. Your four for fours and hot and ready's <laughs> and milkshakes and large fries are immunosuppressants. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are they not, Jay? Yeah, I was just talking um, to the group last Saturday about that. 
Um, you know, a lot of times we think that we need to add things to our diet when we really need we, to subtract. Uh, that's it. That you know what I mean. Um, I saw a, a guy at the gas station. It was so funny. Not funny. And everything you buy from the gas station, you know, present too. You don't even have to guess. There's no guesswork. If you go to a gas station and buy something, you at risk. Okay. She's she you're said in the it. vulnerable population, is what they call <laughs> but it. But look. Young guy, he had to be all a bit of 20, 19 or something. I'm getting some gas. I'm getting, you know, I'm walking to pay for the gas. He calls in before me. He got on the mask. He got on the gloves. Of course. He goes straight to the freezer and grabs a Fago cream soda. Get <laughs> <laughs> them gloves and mask, boy. Boy. Two things. Right? You you lower you're lowering your immunity from what you just came and got. But yeah. two, you can You a walking contradiction. You're a walking contradiction, and you risked it all. You risked it all for what? 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 what, what, what type of fake? What type of people? Cream. So I haven't even seen that in years. I didn't even know they still made. <laughs> they that. probably just came out with it for the Rona. You could, the cream soda quarantine, <laughs> fake special edition. I'm like, what? Oh, they eat. You got eating. gloves, no nope. mask, and you came in here. He didn't get gas. He didn't get anything else. Oh, he came in for the cream soda. He came in for, for the, the Rona. Like, <laughs> he he came in, he bought it, and he left. Ain't no reason. I said, wow. Oh, you know what? I You know what? I'm going to go ahead and confess right here on the podcast. Because I, you know what? I'm not ashamed to say it. I judge people that go to the gas station and don't get gas. Have you ever done it? Yeah. You are a weirdo to me. I do stop at the store. You're right. You're right. It's been very few and far between. But if you stop at a gas station and you literally go in just to get a pop. Did you know that gas stations? <laughs> okay. Y'all can judge me. <laughs> gas... <laughs> gas stations have things sometimes that stores don't have. Name them. Sunflower seeds. I know. <laughs> Liquor stores have sunflower seeds, Jay. They, they, I like cars. I like cars. They only sold at gas stations? I know the the one that, you know, because it's a hit or miss. Right. Got you. I got you. So when I have that, just that, I want some sunflower seeds. You got to know car. where to go and get it's them It's the quick. gas station. Yeah. Wow. People I, will go to gas stations just for snacks. Yeah. You you need a whole nother level of quarantine. That's the new, that's the new <laughs> discipline. Quarantine. Like that's the new you need a, like, training. Straight up an isolation booth. Wow. No, nope, not petty or dramatic. Nope, <laughs> not here. You to, won't find not here, people. We need to treat you like you got bars. Go get in the booth and lock the door on them. Oh, wow. Listen, let me see. That's when I knew. But anyway, that's that that concludes this episode this uh segment of when we knew the Rona was real. I do have a bonus one. When there was not one homeless person asking me for money downtown. What? I said, where the homeless people? Jay, so you know I go out every day. I did my five miles this morning, did like three miles yesterday. I've been getting these miles in, right? And I be walking down the street sometimes, trying to catch my breath, because turns out I ain't in as good a shape as I used to be. That's neither here nor there. Did I tell you I almost died in Spain trying to run? That's... <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I can't keep up with your trips and your your near-death experiences oh only near-death because literally my muscles they couldn't anyway when there was no homeless people asking me for money i was like oh the rona is out here I'm and you confused. know what i feel sorry for the homeless people they're not out 
I don't know where they are. But you know, I live by a bunch, you know, it's a bunch of homeless people asking for money where I live and I cannot find them. And it makes me sad because it, it that impacts their economy too. What? What economy? <laughs> That's their way of living. That's their, you know. Well, you talking about people in the streets giving them money? Yeah. And people asking for money. Like that's a whole nother economy. And I feel bad. Why are you laughing? I don't know. It's like you're reaching right now. I've thought about it. <laughs> Ain't nobody I'm at that corner like on 75 and Grand, the lot of Grand River. People out here driving. They pay back their economy. Okay. Hey, I read something on social media that said, yo, somebody in prison just told me y'all be safe out there. <laughs> That's when I knew the Rona was real. Wow. People in prison, like, wow. Yeah, they're real safe. Now, but that's that, the are real they, though? Because what if one person gets impacted in prison? Imagine that and how quickly it could spread in that congested environment. Isn't that so scary? Because they, they can't go nowhere. They can't move them. They can't separate them. They It's got to be hundreds of people in the, do they call it a chow hall? In the cafeteria? That's but imagine true. an outbreak in a prison. I thought about that. Like, that is so scary. There's some places where outbreaks happen where they can't remove people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then this is also when I knew the Rona was real. Yesterday, I was talking to a friend and he's like, yeah, so-and-so um, grandma just passed. And I'm like, dang, that's messed up. He's like, you know, they can't have no funeral. I thought about that too. I'm like, because oh. I thought about good stuff that got ruined, like birthday parties and celebrations. And I get it. But think about losing somebody and you can't. Yeah, I thought about that when Brittany Babe's um, mom passed. Oh, I wonder. Yeah. Can they? How mom? they, yeah, yeah. are going to do that. They was like, they're letting people view the body in time slots. But they can't have, they can't gather all these people for the funeral. And that made me really sad to think you can, you know. Say goodbye to your loved one. So just, just like the things that are being impacted is like, it's out here. Um, one, I do have a quick topic I wanted to touch on before. And I was talking to my client and she was talking about, um, she's not a client, but colleague. And she was talking about her um, anxiety around mm -hmm. the coronavirus. And, you know, not, and I, and I think part of the reason we have anxiety because there's a huge question mark at the end of it. We don't mm -hmm. have an end date. We have no idea when this is going to end and when it does end, what our lives are going to look like, what the world is going to look like. And that's what I was telling her. Um, but she has a couple small children that are home from school and things like this. And one of the things I told her, which I think is really important for our black women to know is that I was like, you're the matriarch of your household and you determine the energy in the household. Mm -hmm. So know that if you have this anxiety and this angst, um, then they're going to be impacted by everybody's going to be impacted by it, whether it's intentional or unintentional or not. Mm -hmm. so, Cause you know, you know, black women run everything mm -hmm. sometimes visibly, Sometimes in the background, but black women run everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's important, um, you powerful black women, y'all listening, listen to me. You guys have so much power and your energy and your vibes mm -hmm. usually controls the volume. Mm -hmm. It controls the frequency of the rooms we're in and the space we're occupying. So let's make sure that we're very intentional about 
doing all the practices we need to keep our families and our community feeling secure and safe. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. You know, people pick up and then they mirror that. They mimic that, especially, you know, children. Absolutely. You know, you see the one. Especially men. They're the biggest children of them all. Yeah. You're right about that. You are right about that. And you know what? Somebody said that their, you know, fiance is not doing their due diligence. Um, Like they still aren't up on the, washing their hand game and like they really what? are like you know washing it not not washing it like like they serious they, about the rona right yeah washing it like if they go to the bathroom or something but you know it's not you have to if you touch anything you have to wash if you do you just touch a door you have to wash no it. doubt have, it's like nah nah i'm good on that pretty much like the person's fiance said i'm not doing that basically like is that like that's doing the most like wow no, I'm not doing that I, people really You'll be surprised. Yeah. So I just wanted to remind our black women the power that you have during this time. And, you know, we got to be careful with getting agitated, irritated, or just nervous and, and scared because, you know, the people we love pick up on that. And usually we, we control all of that. So I thought that was really important. Um, you're talking about fiending for some, um, some, some human interaction. I had a final um, coaching session with a client at her house the other day. And um, I was like, all right, I guess i see you whenever or whatever. Like, let me let me let me come up here for a second and get something to drink before I leave. So I kept on making excuses before I would leave. Right. And so I finally leave and I get in the car and she texts me like you left uh, your scarf on my kitchen chair. And I was like, or did I? I'll see you in the morning. (laughs) I'm coming back. Did you? Now, this is what I need to know. No, I didn't. I was. I genuinely left it. No, oh, okay. No, I didn't go. I was like, just put it up for me. But she was cracking up. I'm like, because I was trying to kick it about any and everything before I left. Right. Like, like when did your curtains get this different? Right. Yeah, you press them. Do you, do you send them out to be pressed? Or That's do you just... I've never asked how you get them clean. Yeah, like... why have we never talked about your curtains? Your curtains. Your curtains. Yeah, the thirst. I'm telling y'all, the thirst. The thirst. Is... The Thursday. I, I, I had a call today, a business call. After 30 minutes, she was like, all right, I'm sure we don't went over time. I was like, yeah, but how your mama doing? <laughs> Didn't you get a dog last year? How they, how they doing during this I've been kicking lockdown. it with people. Any other time, I'm like, this is over. Get off my phone. Now I'm like, hey, what's yeah, you, what y'all, yeah, what y'all eating? The, the thirst. The, yeah, the thirst. I was like, I didn't even think. You know, working from home, it sounds real good. Working from home, you can just—that's when you can go out and do things. Oh man, yeah. I said no. This it's not, and I don't like you know just being here all day. Yeah, I'd rather be around people. You know, actually, maybe put some clothes on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, you know, that's that's the Rona. I want to remind people too, from an immunity immunity standpoint. Um, are the most vulnerable population, you know, is, you know, those with pre-existing conditions, specifically um, conditions where the immune system is being suppressed, right? And so that's like anybody that has had an organ transplant, they literally have to take immunosuppressants every day. So Mm. yeah, Um, that's anybody that's getting cancer treatment, Um, um, people with uh, diabetes and high blood pressure, you're at risk. You know, if you're on any prescribed drug, you're at risk. And so I just want to remind us all 
to take it very serious and um, do everything you can to protect yourself from the inside out. Let's be clear, guys. You have to eat the plants. I would I would even recommend foregoing smoothies and juices. We need to chew. Okay, you got to eat the medicine. If you feel um, anything coming on, sniffle, sore throat, little achy or whatever, please don't run out and get any over-the-counter drugs. Those are banned as well. There's sugar in there. There's colorant in there that suppress your immune system even more. You have to chew the plants. You have to eat the fruit. The fruit. You have to eat the vegetables. Make sure you're doing raw and cooked. And make sure that you are moving. Make sure you are exercising. If you um, are not moving, you are compromising one of the biggest parts of your immune system. So here's how that works really quickly. There are three main points of entry into your body for viruses and disease. And that are what, what we call your mucosal surfaces or your moist surfaces. So that's going to be your eyes, your nostrils, and your mouth. That's where all most viruses get in your body, 95% of them. And the antibody that's responsible for uh, protecting those three surfaces is called IgA, immunoglobulin globulin type A. All you need to know about IgA is that it protects your eyes, your nostrils, and your mouth. But the way you increase the production of IgA in your body is with exercise. So moving is just as important as what you're eating. So do not take this lightly. You, if you're listening to this, you should be already enrolled in the Black Health Academy. It's a free platform. Go to theblackhealthacademy.com, enroll for free. And we have a ton of workouts for you to choose from. No longer than 10 minutes. You can do them right in your quarantine isolation box without bothering anybody. No equipment needed. Maybe a mat from time to time um, and get your move on. If you've never worked out before, if you've dropped a ball with your workouts, there is no better time to start than when you're trying to keep away a pandemic from impacting your household. So get inside the Black Health Academy, start moving, increase the production of that IGA, move with your, make it fun, you know, dance with your kids. It it ain't got to be a formal workout. Forget workouts if that ain't what you want to do. Dance, move, challenge your kids to a push-up contest. Make it so everybody in the house is moving and producing IGA, not just the adults, okay? Because um, I just heard today, Jay, that uh, um, an infant died from the coronavirus. So it is everybody is at risk. Hmm. And so we need to be doing every single thing we can to protect ourselves. I can't say it enough from the inside out. Everything needs to happen with intentionality. If you're listening to this episode on Wednesday, March 25th, and you're listening to it before 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am going to be live tonight, Wednesday, March 25th, 6 to 7 30 p.m eastern standard time i'm going to be live online on a zoom for um leading a lecture all about immunity so i would love for you to join me the plant-based nutrition support group you can go to my website for that link which is lisaangelsmith.com again that's lisaangelsmith.com you can email me for the link hello at lisaangelsmith and i'll email you the link to register for this hour and a half lecture that I'm going to do all about immunity um, and how to use um, your health, specifically your diet and then your uh, movement, how to increase your immune system. So I got a couple other things I want to teach you guys about with regard to that. So we're going to talk in detail about that. So again, Wednesday, uh, March 25th, 
6 to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be on live on a live Zoom conference online video going off on y'all. Thank you for everybody inside the Black Health Academy that joined me this past Sunday, March 22nd, who came on live. We were supposed to go for an hour. I did a whole hour and a half. You guys had some amazing questions. We were on IG live. We were on Zoom. So we still making it happen, y'all. I do not want y'all to think that we're letting our foot off the gas we're actually leaning in because what we know jay and this was deep and I, I read this the other day and i was like yo it said the virus is impacting everybody like the virus doesn't discriminate mm -hmm. but hospitals still do so what that means is if in more times than not doctors and healthcare providers are having to make a choice about who gets a bed and who gets a ventilator and who gets treatment mm. So let's not forget that we're still a minority in a plethora of ways. And let's not forget that Western medicine still had all the biases it had before Corona hit. Mm. So your best, absolute best shot at staying whole and healthy is staying whole and healthy. Because the people who you don't know may have to make a choice for you or somebody you love's life. And we usually just lean towards our kind. And that's just mm. the way it is. So all of those biases still exist. So let's not even put ourselves or the ones we love into a situation where somebody gets to choose whether or not we should get high quality care. This has been another episode of the Black Health. Yeah, Academy. I'm like coming live from the isolation booth when we knew the Rona was real. Till next time, guys. Be well. Be well.